Folks, before we jump into today's highlights, I just have to ask you, do you want to put 50 years of baseball history in your pocket? I know what you're thinking. It's not going to fit, but it really will because it's all in audio format. These are lost pieces of baseball history told to you from baseball cathedrals. They're, they're told to you by icons of the game from Red Barber, Ernie Howell to Harry Carey. I get goosebumps personally listening to these games and even thinking about the interviews and what these players are going to share with me. I know what you're thinking. Is this AI? Are there bots? Is there some magic potion here that are making these things appear? And I'm telling you, they're not. These games are real. They were done by real people at that specific moment in time. All the iconic moments, the interviews, none of it's reproduced, none of it's AI. It's all real, but done again by real people. If you want to check them out, uh, there's a free intro offer. Jump on over to VintageBaseballReflections.com. And there's over 2,500 audio clips and games for you to put in your pocket, take on walks with you, hang around the fireplace and listen, put them on the porch, invite some friends over. However you want to listen, you're going to be able to listen in these amazing moments in baseball history. Use this coupon this day for a special gift at the checkout. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Fenway Park. This is Mark Fidrich. Now, he's trying to get the ball back. You'll see him mumble a couple of words to the ball. The first man ever to pitch five career no-hitters. Catch him all, Joe! I don't believe what I just saw! Another chance for Mitchell, and he makes a pair-handed catch! Ricky goes, a pitch take, and he's going to have it. Leaps high of the air, and he's going! Let it be said that number eight, Cal Ripken Jr., has reached the unreachable star. Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we invite you to rise. Welcome to The Daily Rewind, brought to you by ThisDayInBaseball.com. I'm Tom Hannon, and I'm your host. We bring you voices from the past and all the gold nuggets you can't get from looking at stats. And if you love baseball history, we encourage you to download our entire back catalog and listen to stories about your favorite players in their own voices, all the way back to, the, to Walter Johnson, Babe Ruth, and bringing you to current day to, uh, to Ozzie Smith. So... We encourage you to check it out. Uh, there's over 40 episodes there right now, and there's bound to be somebody that you've never heard their voice before, and you'd hear it for the very first time. Today is season three. We do a season for each month, and today is episode six, which stands for March 6th, and we are bringing you Lefty Grove. And on March 6th, Grove was born in, I hope I say this right, Lanaconing, Maryland, and he was one of eight children of from John Grove and Emma Beeman. His father and brothers were coal miners. And Grove was a Sandlot star in Baltimore early 1910s. Grove didn't play organized baseball until he was 19 years old. And in 1920, he made his professional debut with the Martinsburg Mountaineers of the Class D Blue Ridge League, where he appeared in six games. And in 59 innings, Grove gave up just 30 hits, and he had an ERA of 1.68. He 
His performance attracted the attention of Jack Dunn Sr., the manager-owner of the minor league Baltimore Orioles, who also discovered Babe Ruth. This interview is a long one, but it's worth a listen, and it was done by Eugene Murdoch on July 18, 1974, in Norwalk, Ohio. And the interview is made available by the Cleveland Public Library. And if you have old audio clips, we would sure love to hear them. I'm looking for player interviews, stories, and game audio. And you can reach me at tbinbb at gmail.com. Now here's the interview. I hope you enjoy it. Good morning, were you scouted by uh, someone, or how did you happen to be oh, signed yeah, by Martinsburg? Well, I, well, you don't remember me, Bill, Bill Alden's play second base one time for Cincinnati Reds. I see. That's back, go back, way back. About 1920, was that? Oh, hell, it was 1920 when Martinsburg, yes. Uh-huh. Steve, he lived up there close to me and took me to You were in Lycoming, were you? No, black coming. Why did they, they kept it off? Loney coming. Loney coming. Yeah, L-O-N-A-C-O-N-I-N-G. And you were pitching Sandlot Ball there yeah. when they saw you? Yeah. This fellow, Loudons? Bill Loudons. Loudons saw you. Now, was he connected with any organization? Or well, he went in to manage Martinsburg Club. He took me with him. I see, yeah. Martinsburg, West Virginia. Uh-huh. Blue Ridge League. Uh-huh. How'd you do there? Well, oh, never at all. Went to Baltimore. Uh-huh. Jack Dunn's son scouted me a lot up there. Jack Dunn's son saw you in Martinsburg? Yeah. I, see. I only pitched six games up in my Blue Ridge. Uh-huh. Uh, Was it quite a thrill for you to be playing professional baseball there? Well, I didn't know. I tell you the truth, it was pretty much tennis to the same place at home. But uh-huh. Now I went to Baltimore. Did your, uh, what did your parents think about you going to pro ball? I didn't think that about What did your father do? He was a coal miner. I see. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Was he pretty pleased you'd be going into ball? Well, I guess. I didn't get back to the home until after the season was over in Baltimore. Uh-huh. Uh, <clears throat> I've got your record here. You know this book. Yeah. Uh, one thing's puzzled me. Why, when you had such a fine record at Baltimore, you won over 100 ball games there. 111, yeah. Yeah. Well, 108, 108. That's a pretty good number over 100. Why were you? Why weren't you up in the big time well, winning games? Well, uh, them days, the, there was no draft in there internationally. You couldn't draft us out. Couldn't draft. When we yeah. win pennants, everybody had to make more money in Baltimore. We make up. Different ball clubs in the big leagues. We get paid well in Baltimore for minor league club. But Is that one, one seven straight pennants there. I know. You think that Baltimore team could have played in the big league? Could compete? Them days, yes. Because we we whipped every big league club from down. We had a ballpark. You couldn't put a football field in in Baltimore. We never had no end zones or no side to do anything. It was that small. Pretty tough to pitch in a small park. Well, we pitched in it. Earnshaw, Walter, and Tommy Thomas, Jack Ogden. Uh, didn't you kind of feel unhappy that you weren't going up to the no, big No, no. Why should we feel unhappy? We get paid much down there. Right? Well, there's certain glory in 
fame oh, was a big time. We ain't crazy. We wasn't like that then. We, we wanted to be out of the big league, sure. We, we used to go to Washington, Washington, play in Washington on our off days. Uh-huh. But it was only 40 miles away. How was Jack done to play for? Great. Is that right? Yeah. We had no rules on the ball club. That's why it was great. <laughs> we, had, we didn't have no retire certain time to be in the night or anything like that. Uh -huh. As long as you walked out in the field and give what you had. Uh -huh. So must have did work out pretty good. Yeah. When you win seven pennants. Yes, sir. Did they have a Little World Series then? Did yeah, you? we started in 20. We that's the first little junior How, World Series. How'd you do in that? We beat him. Didn't you? We beat St. Paul. Mm -hmm. We beat St. Paul in that. Who else was on that Baltimore team? Jack Bentley played first base. Bishop played second. Bully played short. Fritz Mazel played third. Who was the third baseman? Mazel? Fritz Mazel. Mazel? The old third baseman Yankees. Uh -huh. played the Yankees. Bill Holden, Otis Larry, Merwin George Jenkinson in the outfield. Ben Egan and Nina Stiles catcher. Nina Stiles was up in Philadelphia. And Wahlberg and Earnshaw, you no, were all Wahlberg together. wasn't there oh, in that club. Earnshaw, ah. yeah, Jack Ogden, and Alfonso Thomas, he's a pitcher for White yeah. Sox. Yeah. And a fellow by the name of Harry Frank. Yeah. And a fellow by the name of Clark. How did Dunn get such a good team together? What does that mean? Well, I don't know, he just got them together. I couldn't tell you that. Uh -huh. He bought me from Martinsburg, you know, $3,500. You say you fellas are getting better pay in some of the big leagues? Yeah, we were getting more money down there, and, and the Red Sox were getting. Is that right? Different clubs, yeah. Well, we're making $700 a month. Is that right? Yeah. Well, how about the uh, attendance? Is it, were you drawing? Well, yeah, yeah, we were drawing there. We drawing We filled a little ballpark up all the time. How big? How oh, many? one very big, well, eight, eight, 9,000. Eight or 9,000? It was an old wooden ballpark. It burned down related. Is it the site of the uh, modern park or someplace? Well, not, it, was, uh, it was on 29th Street and the big ball, uh, the stadium was on 33rd Street. Because I lived up past the stadium. I used to have to drive by it every time I go home. East 33rd Street. Uh -huh. It wasn't a ballpark then. It was yeah. a football stadium. Then. I see, yeah. So it's a different, it was a different field you played on then? Well, we had a different, well, we had our own ballpark. Uh -huh. I mean, it was, it, was, it, was played, it was laid out for just for football. So the ball club, we took, the uh, Baltimore club uh, took the uh, St. Louis Browns franchise and then they moved everything around. Uh -huh. Built different. Let me just check this and I'll make sure we're coming in here. I missed that part of it. The, uh, Bentley, see, uh, Bentley was sold to the Giants yeah. for seventy-five thousand. McGraw wanted you too. Yeah, for seventy-five, and Dunny wouldn't sell me for seventy-five. So Mr. Mack offered him a hundred thousand, six hundred dollars for me. So that's the reason I went to athletics. Did uh, Dunn make some decision to break the club up, or uh, he seemed to start getting rid of everybody about the well, same time? Well, he, he lost his son. His son died, uh, and uh, he didn't take much interest in the ball club oh, after that. So he just went to work and sold Bishop. Bishop come to Philadelphia, Bowler came to Philadelphia with us. Uh -huh. Did they go up about the same time you did? Bishop did. Bishop and I were together. Uh -huh. And then they sent a couple of players from Philadelphia down to the Athletics. Bishop was in the deal. So. Uh -huh. 
Uh, yeah, we had we had a great ball club down there. There must have been a lot of other clubs after you, though, weren't there? With that record you had, Baltimore. Other uh, other major league teams that wanted to get you. Oh yes, I guess it was. But I never know, but I mean, I never said that. I, I know that uh, McGraw won them, and I was satisfied. I that I McGraw and I would never got along together. Uh huh. How was Connie Mack to play for? Oh, he was the greatest man in the world. How did he handle oh, he his handled, team? He handled everybody in this cemetery, his own son. Uh huh. Yeah, he was a great, great fellow, great man. But the old man Mack quit and passed away, and sold the mold away. Another guy like him. Uh huh. Did you ever have any arguments or disputes no, with him? No, never had no arguments with Connie. Uh-huh. No, we, we go along very well. In the early days, sometimes I saw your name spelled with an S on the end of it. Oh, well, that didn't make no difference. Was that just a mistake? Well, I was doing a little mistake. It's just the way to spell it, I guess. That's all it was. So that didn't make your pitch any better. <laughs> I just was confused whether it was really spelled with an S. No, it's G-R-O-V-E, it's supposed to be spelled. Uh -huh. Did they call you a lefty down in the all minor leagues? Time, always. Yeah. Yeah. How about high school baseball? Did Never you? had none. No high school baseball. Is that right? Where did you, did you get a chance to pitch much in your teens? Well, no, we played a couple of days a week. Uh -huh. Amateur ball, you know, uh -huh. sandlot stuff. That's pretty good ball club up there. Good guy. But I didn't play from my hometown. They didn't have no club. Uh, I played from Midland three miles away. Three miles up the road. Ride a streetcar. Or walk it. Uh, Most of the time walk it. Uh, was it a pretty big thrill to be with the huh? athletics? What? Were you pretty excited to go up the athletics? Or did well, you just take it in stride? Just took it right in stride. Okay, uh, who were some of the toughest hitters you had now? Say the oh, Yankees of 27 yeah. now. Well, I don't know. They had some good hitters, great hitters. They had yeah. no good hitters, they had great hitters. Yeah. Anybody walked to that home plate with a bat was tough. If he swing That's the toughest guy of them all. I mean, for, you know, you couldn't get many hits, but that was Joe Sewell of uh, Cleveland. Right? You didn't, didn't strike out, out much. No. No. You know, he struck out one year, he struck out three times in one year. Yeah. So that, you know how tough he was, he always getting battling the ball. Yeah. How was Ruth that pitched you? Well, I didn't have no trouble with Ruth. Very. Because uh, yeah. I beat every ball club up at more games than they beat me. Yeah. I was ahead of them all. But we had good ball players, we had good, pretty good hitters up there. You take the Yankees, you had Ruth, Garrick, Bob Buzel, Earl Coombs, and Bill Dickey. Yeah. Well, Boston only had one hitter. That was uh, center fielder had Flagstead. St. Louis only had two two real hitters, a fellow named Williams and a fellow by the name of George Sisler. Yeah. Did you pitch against Sisler? Oh, yeah. How was he? he I said he was a good hitter. Uh -huh. Yeah. Chicago had Marshall and Bib Falk and, and Ray Shaw. They, they, I mean, they were pretty good hitters. How about Cleveland? Well, Cleveland, they had... My favorite team. 
Well, I figured out who I could have. had Boss Megan. Big first baseman up here, but Trotsky. Trotsky, yeah. out Trotsky. They had Dick Porter over there. I saw you beat them a number of times out there. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, yeah, they didn't give you much trouble, as I recall. That little ballpark, too. Was it? How was it pitching where you had a short fence like League Park or well, you just put Yankee Stadium? Uh -huh. Just pitch away, huh? Yeah. Yeah, you pitch. Like you know, left hand hitters, where you just pitch in the outside on them. Did you have any favorite parts you like to pitch in at all? Or? No, I didn't. Nothing. I guess Chicago was the best ball park in all to pitch in. Deep field. Right? It was big, well, bigger than it is now. Uh -huh. They cut the fence to center field there in Chicago. Now. Yeah. We didn't have that. That's Chicago. The Yankees is a good ballpark to pitch in. Uh -huh. Boston with a sharp left field fence. Well, our ballpark in Philadelphia was only about 330 feet down the east line. So uh -huh. Did they have a high fence at first? Well, it no, it was a defense. They had a concrete fence about 12 feet high when uh -huh. first. Then they built a had some big steel fence. Well, that was after I even quit there. I mean, no, after I left it, they put. Blue fence up on top of steel, so the people on them houses across the street couldn't see in. Yeah. Well, heck, we only could get in about what thirty-two, thirty-three thousand in Philadelphia. I never. That's the reason Connie broke up the ball club because he, uh, I mean, he couldn't draw enough money. People didn't. Uh, well, we draw good, but he was paying big salaries and we just couldn't. That's when he had yeah. to break them up. That was a tremendous team. To Boy, that, he that really was, was hard-pressed for funds. That's yeah, why he broke that team up. Well, we won the World Series. We won the Penton World Series in 29. 31, we lost, I forget how many hundred thousand people. We lost 30. 30. In 31, we lost more. We won the Penton 30. In 31, we still didn't. Lost money? We lost money. Is that right? Yep. Of course, the Depression years. Yeah, it was Depression. Sim was getting uh, about $33,000 a year in that. Myself and Earnshaw. And Are you getting over $30,000? No, we didn't get that much. Uh -huh. It's the highest paid on the ball club. Uh -huh. Did you have any contract arguments with Connie Meyer? No, uh, he sent a contract, he didn't like it, just wrote back and told him he didn't like it, and that was it. <laughs> Hello, one year, not very long. Did he handle all the contract yep. signing? Yeah, he was a general manager and manager. Yep, he was there. He was a great old man. Uh, yes, sir. Where did you live while you were with the Philadelphia team? The Philadelphia. Did you own? Well, I mean, did uh, you own property there? No, uh, no. I just I went to come back home in the winter time. That season was over. To Lona County. Yep, Maryland. What did you do there in the winters? Nothing. Hunt fish. Did you own a, a, a bowling alley? Was that during well, during your playing days, or is that later? Yeah, it was, yeah, built it in there in about '29. Uh -huh. Were you married while you were in Baltimore? Yep. Yeah. When did you get married? 1920, 21. Uh -huh. Was your wife from hometown? Yeah. Uh -huh. you know, lives, you know, lives, uh, half block from me. Oh, is that right? 
Yeah. Did she uh, <coughs> travel with you much? Not on the road. I mean, I was spring training and, uh -huh. and during the World Series she'd go. Yeah. Did then she took the trip. I took the trip to Japan. So he wanted she went with us. Uh -huh. Fred Lee handled that, didn't he? Yeah. Her we, mother and Fred Lee. Yeah. We had a we have a group of baseball historians and researchers which had a meeting in Philadelphia just about a month ago, and uh, her uh, Fred Lee. Oh boy. Yeah, his uh, sister lives in Haverford, and he was there. With uh -huh. us. He came to talk to us. He's 86 he's, he's, now. He's, I know he's pretty old. But he's, he's in good Little shape. Little thin guy. Yeah. Great baseball writer. Oh, yeah. What he doesn't he's know up, about baseball. He, he goes, he's up in Cooperstown every year, practically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he knows a lot of baseball. Either. Does your uh, wife like baseball? Or? Yeah, she does, yeah. She go out to games all yeah, the time? Yeah, every day. Is that right? Yeah. Did she... Uh, no, she never says nothing. <laughs> no, she said that. You get nervous when you're pitching out? No, no. I don't know why no. she'd need to be. Did you ever get knocked out of the box very often? Well, I couldn't. You ask me questions I don't can't answer. Oh, I see. See, I don't know how much or how many times. Well, I'm just trying to think of how it would be handled by Connie Mack. Well, he just, just sent, sent him back. See, Connie never wore a uniform. Uh -huh. He sent his coach out. Yeah. There's a different rule now. I mean, that them days you go to the club without the amount off of the one. I mean, now you go out to a second time out, it yeah. automatically pushes out. But in those days, we, we still played games faster than you did. Yeah, and most pitchers finish the games, too. Yeah, well, we only had seven, eight pitchers. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. mm -hmm. Now we got 10 11. Uh -huh. That's all, all really pitching now, most of it. They got good ball clubs up there. Good, they have a lot of good, a heck of a lot of good ball players in up there. But they, they got different equipment than we had. I mean, well, the gloves and everything's all a lot different. Ball, the field is different. I mean, the diamonds play, they're like pool tables. We are a little rough. Do you, do you still have much interest in the game? Well, I, do you watch it or I read about it? I saw Perry pitches uh, 14th straight, I think mm -hmm. it was 14th, 14th straight. Did, uh, on a Friday rain. Yeah. yeah. Did you, uh, were you pretty interested in this effort of his to tie your record? Or? I was pulling for him. Yeah. Did you hear that game that night? Yeah. <laughs> that was a heartbreaker. Yeah. yeah. He pitches it tonight. Yeah. Yeah, the Indians. Yeah, he, he's a great pitcher. Mm -hmm. What about this spitball on. business? Was there much of that in your time? Well, we had spitball pitchers in there. Jack Quinn. I mean, those, those that had pitched oh, yeah, before the band, but I mean afterwards, uh, were well, any yeah. illegal pitching? Sure. Well, there was no legal, I mean, but there's some of them throwed them. Uh, yeah. Uh, what was that great year you had? 31? 1931, you won 31, huh? Yeah. That must have been, four. yeah. <coughs> that must have been quite a year. It was. You remember much about that year? Not so much. No, I was just pitching my regular turn every fourth day, uh -huh. three days rest. You led the league in earned run average, too. I mean, yeah. lost earned run average, so it must have been a... You had great hitting support, but you had great pitching, too. Yeah. How about your defense behind you? Oh, we had good, always pretty, pretty good defense. Mm -hmm. 
Well, first when I went up, it wasn't so good. I mean, first, see, I went up in 25. Uh -huh. Who was the first baseman then? Fox wasn't up yet, was he? No, Fox comes to us as a catcher. Yeah. No, Joe, Joe Hauser. Oh, yeah. Well, he broke his kneecap. Then uh, Bishop was there. Molly wasn't. We had a little Chick Galloway at the shortstop. Jimmy Dykes at third, yeah. Jimmy was there. Mm -hmm. He was the third baseman at Jimmy Dykes. There's a guy I think ought to be in the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. His record, I mean, he's got a good record. Bing Miller. Yeah, Bing was an outfielder. Bing Miller, Bing Miller, and Mule Hash and Roger Kramer and Al Simmons. Uh -huh. well, uh, Mule Hash just died. Here. I saw that this morning. Yeah. A couple of weeks two ago, wasn't it? Yeah. You fellows get together much in your retirement days at all? No, well, it was all the way. Well, that's uh, we get together once in a while. We'd come and have some of these old timers like we were close up here and uh -huh. and that. And they, yeah. We'd be there. That's what it was, we get there. I haven't saw Earnshaw for a long while. Since the uh, last time we was in Philadelphia, the old timer day in Philadelphia. He's in Arkansas somewhere. He's a great right hand pitcher. Yeah. Uh, Earnshaw, yeah. Is Wahlberg still around? Or is He's down in Miami. Mm -hmm. Some of you overseas manager of golf course or something down there in Miami. Remember that uh, 1929 World Series when Connie uh, Mack starred Howard Emke? Remember yeah, that? That was a great surprise to everybody. Yeah. Was that a surprise to you fellows? Or well, it was. We didn't know. We didn't know until that morning that we were going to pitch him or I. So uh -huh. They said, "Well, the Cubs murdered the left-handers. Us left-handers, Wahlberg and I, had to do all the relief work." We did. Earnshaw started the second game, and I relieved him. The second game in the White Cup. Glad to get a guy for Earnshaw to credit for the game. I mean, I believe. But uh, that was a pretty good choice, I guess. Emke. Had a great game. Well, one out of hat there. Yeah. I guess he's pretty old then, but he had quite a career up till then. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, no, we had a great ball club also. How did you uh, learn that uh, you were going to be traded to Boston in uh, in 1933, I guess? Winter of 33. Yeah. I just called and told me. Tiny Mac called you? Yeah. You were at home and he just, yeah. what, what did he say, do you remember? He just said that we were trading you, selling you, trading, selling you to Boston for $125,000. It's like that's all he said. Yeah. Did you expect this? Or? Oh, I didn't, we didn't expect anything in baseball. <laughs> we, didn't, yeah. we would, we did, cities didn't mean nothing to us, wherever we played, we had to, wherever they paid, that's all necessary. Uh -huh. Our cities where we wanted to go or anywhere. 
Then your first year in Boston, you... I had a sore arm. Oh, I see. Yeah. You never had one of those before, did you? No. 34. How'd that develop? I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what happened. No. It just came up sore. It came up sore in spring training. Uh-huh. Almost seems mm -hmm. surprising. You'd be traded and get the sore arm as soon as you were traded, didn't it? Yeah. But then you had a good year after that. Yeah, I won 20 the next year. Yeah. 35. Uh -huh. Uh, who was managing Boston then when you went over? Uh, Bucky Harris. Uh, that wasn't a very strong team, was it? Uh, no. I think we finished fifth. Uh, did Jimmy Fox come over a little later? Or oh, Fox came in about 35 again. Yockey bought the team, I guess, in 33, didn't he? Yeah. And then he 32, began buying... 32, I think. 32 or 33. Then he began buying some of the players Connie couldn't afford. He's a great man, too, boy. That's Tommy Yockey. Is that right? Oh, God. He's the world of his ball club. He didn't... He wasn't in Boston much, though, was he? He didn't live there, did he? No. He, uh, he, he lived in New York. Uh, he knows what was going on all the time. Uh, How was Bucky Harris to play for? Bucky was great. Uh -huh. Yeah, Bucky was a great man. Uh -huh. he, uh, then Crow, they got Crow and Joe. Did you like him? Yeah, Joe was all right. Joe was very good. Good I baseball. I Joe very much. Uh -huh. You had some good managers, didn't you? Yep. Well, we had Joe McCarthy one time oh. for one year. Must have been towards... Uh, when would that have been? Well, that's what I think, uh, I forget what year that was, how McCarthy came there. He was only there for one year. At Boston, huh? Uh, I think he, uh, he uh, Bucky Harrison, and I think Joe McCarthy came and then Cronin took his place. Yawkey bought Cronin then from Washington. How about that 300th game? This kind of. Oh, he's trying to win it. How did, how did, what kind of a game was it? Do you remember it much? Or? I beat Cleveland 10 to 5 uh -huh. in Boston. Did you pitch the whole game? Yeah. Uh -huh. You were over 40 years old then, weren't you? 41. Uh -huh. But you had, that was right at the end of the season, wasn't it? Yeah, that's in September, July, August. If you hadn't gotten it then, you think you would have tried it? Well, I was going to, I was going to that close, I was going to try it. Uh -huh. yeah. Seems to me if you'd have come up earlier, you'd have had it so much easier. Oh, you'd have, you'd have probably got 400 games. We didn't get up early. Yeah. I went up there about 22 wise and three more years. I've had, I've pitched 17 years up there. Yeah, I yeah. I was uh, down where we are, we get the Cincinnati games. Yeah. And Cincinnati played St. Louis last night. And Gibson pitched for St. Louis. He got his 3,000 strikeout. Well, he only had a few to go. Yeah, I know, I see you have 2266 yeah. here. Again, if you'd have been up, uh, you 
That's where you're going yeah, to Because I guess Walter Johnson's the only other player to have 3,000 strikeouts. Before Walter Gibson. Walter, I guess, got more than that, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, but Gibson's the second to over that mark. Yeah. I just think it would have been over if we had a. Walter Johnson has a 3,508. That's a pretty good record. Yeah. Great, the White Abbey, great pitcher. Mm -hmm. Did you ever see him? I guess you saw well, him. I pitched against him. I opened a 1925 season up against him in Philadelphia. Yeah. He beat me 42. Is that right? He was yeah. long years by that time, wasn't he? Right. I don't know why I was picked that day. To, I mean, the rookie just coming in and the young mm -hmm. guy. He put me in an open season up in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Walter's great crowd. We used to go to see him pitch when I was playing in Baltimore. Oh, that right? Yeah. 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 Well, you go to see Cobb and all them guys. You pitched against Cobb, didn't you? Yeah, Cobb, Speaker, Sister, Hallman, Ruth, Gary. How was Josh. Cobb? Uh, well, Cobb was a pretty tough hitter. Many. He was a smart hitter. Yeah. yeah. He come over, he, he played with us in 28. Yeah. So did Speaker. Mm -hmm. Zach Wheat. <laughs> Some outfield if they'd been in their prime, huh? Oh boy. Harry Heilman seems to me a, a great hitter. Great hitter. Right. Never has been recognized very no, much. No, but boy, he's a good outfielder too, yeah. along with it. I mean, that wasn't just hitting. Uh -huh. He's a good outfielder. Yeah. yeah, another fellow there is a pretty good outfielder too one time, Bob Fothergill. Oh, Fothergill, yeah. Big fat guy. Yeah, fatty fat. Yeah. I guess he may have been too fat for a long career, huh? Yeah, I guess so. He's an Ohio boy. I think he came from uh, around Mansfield. Or something. Have any big thrills that stick out in your mind? Every day was a thrill. Is that right? Yeah, boy. But I love to play ball. Yeah. I love to play ball. Must make you wonder about some of these modern ball players who. Oh, I don't know. I can't. I've been out there. I've been out there for well, 33 years. Got some of these kids wasn't even born 33 years ago. We had a lot of minor leagues them days. Yeah. We had a lot of minor league clubs. So many of them. Now the big leagues own most of all the minor league clubs. And, and you see they kept, well, I guess we only got triple A now. And, yeah. and they, triple A, double A, I guess. See, there used to be A, it used to be double A then, but they went to triple A. With double A and A and B and C and D. See, mm -hmm. with all the B, C's and D's out of there. What was Martinsburg, the Blue Ridge League? What that was, was it? Uh, C or? C, I think. Uh -huh. it was. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good league. Hagerstown in there, Frederick, Hanover. Did you ever meet Ben Johnson? Oh, yeah. He was the president of the American League when I was there. Did you ever meet him? Yeah. Is that right? Yes. Chicago. Yeah. Can you tell me about that? Huh? Because I'm doing a little research on Ben Well, Johnson. I just met him, that's all. Uh, yeah, where, did you, where were you? In the office or at the no, ballpark? No, at the hotel. 
Judge Landis, Judge used to go out of the hotel, visit ball clubs and business all the time. Well, he come and visit Mr. McMahon, he'd visit the players. He just exchanged no, pleasantries yeah, to Ben, you yeah, didn't yeah, get a chance to talk to him once. So. That was a pretty nice we chap should, to, to see. Yeah, we should have a, a commissioner up there like Lance now. It would be a little different, I believe. Maybe that's why they don't have one like Lance. He was, he, was, he, was, he was so tough. He was really a great, great baseball commissioner. I think some of the owners thought he was a little too severe. Yeah, they so. always put him back in the, in the office. Yeah, I know they Wasn't did. thought a lot of them. But they never put another one like him in since his time. Well, there wasn't no other around like him. Yeah, they, I think they want to control the commissioner, don't you think? Well, I don't know. I don't believe that. No, no I don't believe that. It's different altogether now. Altogether. Yes, everything. There's a lot of difference. Ballpark's difference. Everything. Yeah. And there's some great ballplayers up there yeah, now. You know, they're all young and they look like they go for a year, few, quite a few years. You know, quite a few of them. Well, you said how you just love to play ball, you know. Yeah, I've seen her play ball and eat. Uh -huh. Yeah, man. Well, there's the ballpark every morning, early around 9 o'clock in the morning. Right? We didn't play till 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh -huh. Never started a doubleheader at 2 o'clock. We had no lights to turn on. Now they turn lights on at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh -huh. Did you ever pitch night ball? Nope, never pitched a game at night. I wonder what effect that Well, had in my late, my latter couple of years, they hadn't put the night ball in. And Chicago and Philadelphia and uh -huh. places, Cleveland. So they didn't bother. Wouldn't let me pitch night ball. Well, I wasn't, you know, fast then. I mean, it was the tail end of my career. When did your, you say your fastball left you or you weren't as well, fast? Well, sure you were. But when was that? Well, I don't know now. What late year, I can't take the year out. Gradual process. Yeah. Of, yeah. And I had a good curveball then. I developed a good curveball. Did you have fart, did you have a fart ball? Uh, did you have the curveball earlier, or were you most? No, of course. Oh, about five, six years after I got there. Uh -huh. yeah. Did that? Would anybody teach you that? Or you no, we had no pitcher coaches. Did other pitchers help you when you come up at all, or no, try to? No, uh, you're on your own. No, right? you're on your own. Uh -huh. we, had no, we only had two coaches. Who were they? Eddie Collins and uh, Kid Gleason. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, one. Gleason knows baseball pretty well. Oh yes. He's, he's the old he's Chicago he's, manager. Yeah. That that broke really broke him up until 1919. Yeah. He was manager. You ever talk much about that? No. Yeah. We never mentioned to him. Yeah. I, we know how much it hurt him, and uh, we never bought it. Of course, Eddie Collins was on that team too. Yeah, Collins. Did he ever say much? No, nope. Eddie never. We never asked. We never asked no questions. Yeah, yeah. Too sensitive, wasn't he? Yeah, it? we didn't want to bother. Uh -huh. Bring back memories. I got stuff to him. Yeah. Was there ever much feeling about you fellows about kicking those guys out? Did you ever think much no, about? No, I never thought about it.
when uh, when you played in Cleveland, where did the team stay? Oh, the old Holland Hotel. Holland. I see. Yeah. 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 We didn't stay at the Cleveland Hotel until I went to Boston, and they moved to the Cleveland Hotel. That's yeah. when they moved down the stadium, huh? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I pitched the first game. Yeah, I you pitched against Mel Harder that day. I was in Philadelphia. Yeah. We were at the Holland Hotel there. Yeah. What was that? That must have been a big thrill, wasn't it? Oh, we pitched the open stadium, huh? just like opening the open gate, <laughs> but different. Yeah, a lot of people thought that was a great event. Oh, sure. Filled her up anyway, filled the ballpark. Cleveland's home run output was cut in half when they moved down the stadium. <laughs> they couldn't hit the ball out of that park. No, we didn't have there was no fence like you got out there now. You hit one between the outfields <laughs> and you go over you, miles. You got them. <laughs> Those triples. the fences in. Averill, I think, had 32 home runs before then, about 10 after that. His triple output went up just the other way. Yeah, sure. In between the fielders, you know. Good he rolled about it right center and left center. Why he yeah. rolled just like Yankee Stadium was. But uh, I guess the Yankees, their stadium would be a different ballpark altogether after you get remodeled. I guess they're tearing everything out of there. Yep. No, is it needed? <laughs> well, I imagine it has been in there since when, 22? Yeah, yeah. It won't hold as many people, I don't think. Uh, I guess not. I don't think they're cutting some of it down. I don't like these new parks. They're not. They don't strike me as baseball parks. Well, uh, these, these, one of these new ones, they're they regulated pack review. You know, both foul lines are about the same and yeah. same space all the yeah. way. So. They're built right. Uh, the only thing I don't like about it is that acid turf. That's yeah. how, that's terrible. Boy, that's hot in the feet. I guess so. But uh, we were on in St. Louis and that, you know, Stan Dean, Stan Lord would be an introduction during the old timers day. Yeah. You feel the heat. Is that right? Yeah. And it's changed uh, defensive play oh, yeah. too, the way that ball really takes off yeah. on that. I see the ball bounce over the field. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I will stick the old mother's earth. Yeah. That seems that's space. I don't like the uh, taking away the dirt infield either. They've got no, that that's what I'm saying. Yeah. carpeted yeah. too. It's kind of don't look like a ballpark. No. It just looks like a bed, uh, living room. Mm -hmm. All that green all around. All the places dirt is around the bases. What uh, ballpark you played in at the best facilities? That is shower, locker. Are they all pretty much the same, or anything stand out at all? Well, let's see. Yankees was pretty good. Irish from Boston was good. Mm -hmm. St. Louis was lousy. Washington Sport, was lousy. River Stadium. Yeah, it was lousy. Mm -hmm. How about Lake Park in Cleveland? It was lousy too. <laughs> it was lousy. There three them three ballparks. Terrible, terrible. Yeah. Did you ever play in Baker Bowl at all? Exhibition games? Oh, exhibition. Yeah. We played the Phillies. In Spring year, spring of the year, so yeah. That might have been some strange ballpark, wasn't it? Well, God, I was scared to death of even walking on it. Get yeah. in the, into the bench. Oh. Think it was going to fall in, it's all wood. Is that right? Oh, you got it timbered up and underneath and everything. Right. Like, uh, miracle never fell in. Boy, that was a terrible ballpark. That right field. See, we dress our own ballpark and go down and get in the cab. Oh, I see. You didn't take a chance down there, huh? Well, you never dressed down there. They did have oh, a dressing room, though. Oh, yes, that's that. Oh, sure, they always had a dressing room, yeah. Center field. Oh, I see. 
like a giant seed I guess that right field fence in Baker Ball was kind of close. Yeah, right field, you had the extra second baseman. <laughs> boom, boom, back. Yeah. Well, that tin fence. Yeah. That's pretty good ball players over there, all. Did Chuck Klein hit all the home runs at any other park, you think? Well, oh, Chuck was a good hitter. He was, he was a strong hitter. Chuck was a fire hitter. He got a little bit of help there, though. Oh, Thanks. sure. Did, uh, was Dizzy Dean wasn't pitching for the Cardinals in the World Series, was he? Well, he only was 34. No, uh, he wasn't he up, up there. That's right. It was 34 and 35, and that was against Detroit. So. Yeah. I was he went up in 32, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. 32. Looking over record. I think it was about 32. He went up. Did you know him very well? I know Diz very well. That was good. Well, we'd be, you know, on, on uh, these backwards. He's as crazy as he sounds. Yeah, he's just as crazy as he was. He's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a great guy. I never read his brother Paul. Had he been ill before his death here, do you know? No, I know. I know. I didn't hear anything about it. I didn't either. He was playing golf in another chapel. Yeah. He'd been in a hospital a day or two before, but I guess that was just something that just developed there. Recall any really uh, uh, amusing or funny things that happened while you're playing ball? No. So many things happen, you know. Well, you know, but we, we just we along, never paid much attention. So they, uh, I mean, we didn't bother. We didn't play ball in the whole back hotel or back in the home or apartment and eat and dinner. And that what would you do in the evenings or off hours? Oh. Once in a while, well, you could see pretty good movies them days. We used to go to movies uh -huh. on the road. Card playing? Or? Well, we played a lot of cards. Uh -huh. Yeah, we played a lot of cards. Long train trips? A lot of. Oh boy, yeah. We were talking about the train trips. Kill some of these guys today on that train trip. <laughs> Leave Boston at 5 o'clock at night and then don't get to St. Louis until the next night at 5. <laughs> 6 o'clock St. Louis time. And no air conditioning. <laughs> Middle of July. Good stars. Well, what would you do to kill the time? You couldn't play cards. Sit in the train. Just sit there. Huh? You had your own, you had your own uh, sleeper, see? Uh, did you sleep much in those things? Well, yeah, I slept pretty good on them. Hot as they were? Huh? Pretty hot, wasn't it? Oh, sure, it'd be hot, but hell, you sleep all right. Mm -hmm. Once you get to sleep, it wasn't no hotter on the train. It wasn't. Sleeping in the hotel in St. Louis, uh, with 118 degrees, and right. 15. We fried an egg on the pavement. Yeah. What, uh, where are you? A lot of horseplay, that great Philadelphia team, one players, are they all pretty serious? Any oh, jokesters or? Oh well, they played a lot of jokes. Jimmy Dykes was a jokester. 
It was a happy family. What it was. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, it was just one big happy family. Well, we'd start our ball game at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. 6 o'clock, we was eating our dinner. Uh-huh. Sure. Well, I think an hour and a half, two hours. Two hours, two hours, two hours. You'd be back home and eating at home? Yeah. Or did you run an apartment in Philadelphia? Yeah. yeah. Well, I ran a home, obviously. Just Same you and your way. wife or a couple it, of the players? No, myself and wife and my two children. Uh-huh. And then the same in Boston. I ran an apartment in Boston. Uh-huh. The children, I never took them out of school. They was uh, in Lonely County, Maryland, in school. I wouldn't change school. Miss would stay with them until the school was out, and they'd all come and live with me then. You have a boy and a girl? Or? Yeah. My boy passed away about three year, two years ago. He was the engineer for Ford Motor Company. Did he play much ball? No, he played a little up there in New England. Professionally, though? No. Uh, no. Uh, how did he happen to come here? Just for the Ford uh, Company? He was. I don't know, he, was, he used to work for the Kelly Springfield Tire Company and come out this way with Kelly Tires, sell Kelly Tires, you know, with dealers. And we got a job out, we got better to place out here with the Ford Motor Company over in San Escudan. And I shipped him to the uh, supervisor of uh, engineering packing in uh, Connersville, Indiana. So you came here then? Or After my missus passed away. When was that? I've been here since 1961. I see. You'd been in Lona Conan? Yeah. That's where you lived after your baseball That's days? Well, I went back. Uh, did you run the bowling alley then? <coughs> yeah. Now that was a super enjoyable interview. And again, one of the things I just love listening to these old players is how candid they are when they talk about things. They're not thinking about being politically correct. They're just saying saying it as it is. And it's so refreshing uh, when you listen to an interview from a ball player in 2020 where they're so guarded with every word they say and they're looking to say the right thing. These people are just saying it as it is. And it's Something that I miss about uh, listening to interviews with players. Too many players these days are just they, they have to be guarded, but everything they say is guarded. So it's much uh, it's a much different experience. And if you enjoyed the show, uh, you can help us by sharing the show. Subscribe to us on whatever podcatcher you use. And just remember, the number one way that podcasts grow is when they get shared. And if you're enjoying this content and you think that you know other people who'd like to hear this content, please share it. Tell a friend. Word of mouth is a great way for podcasts to share, to get found, and you can share it on social media, and we appreciate any of that that you, that you can do for us, and if you have any feedback for me, you can reach me at tbinbb at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed the show, a backlog of shows that include you know Babe Ruth, Connie Mack, Don Drysdale, Ed Ross, Jackie Robinson, and many more. So feel free to dip back in time and catch some of these great voices of the past. And 
If you want to learn more about Lefty Grove, go to thisdayinbaseball.com slash Lefty Grove. Lefty Grove alone has a hundred mini articles on his page about his history in baseball. All these little nuggets of when he won a certain amount of games, strikeouts, special appearances, it's all there. And again, you can read more about this on thisdayinbaseball.com slash Lefty Grove. And I just again want to thank you for joining us today. And until next time, I'm Tom Hannon, and I hope to see you at the ballpark. I'm out. Peace. Let's go. Batter up. We're taking the afternoon off. It's a beautiful day for a ball game. For a ball game today. The fans are out to get a ticket or two. From Walla Walla, Washington to Kalamazoo. It's a beautiful day for a home run. But even a triple's okay. We're gonna cheer.